Welcome to the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, straight-talking life coach, Pooja McClymont. This show provides simple self-development, supporting you to embody your self-worth so that you can live the happier, more fulfilled life that you deserve without burning out. Thank you so much for listening today. Hello, it's season two, episode 12. Today I am excited to be talking about love. Now this one is for the ladies who like men. Although most bits are going to apply to everyone, so just see how you go. Now we're going to explore how you can get your man. I don't know why I put an American accent then, but it just sounds right. Anyway, I have wanted to do more love topics for a while because I love love. It is my favorite topic to explore with clients. Maybe I should be a love coach. Don't know. But I just love it. It could be the Libra in me. You know, I'm ruled by Venus, planet of love. I mean, who knows? Now, when I was single, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was fun. But once I was approaching my sort of late 20s, early 30s, it started to grate on me and I felt extremely lonely. Now, We're a society that is perpetually lonely, you know? Being well-connected, like social media-wise and stuff like that, disconnects us to real meaningful relationships. And actually, it sort of contorts the reality of what life actually is. And believe me, getting a partner does not mean that the loneliness will subside. If anything, it just changes. But there is hope. There are things you can do to help you get your man and I am here for it all. I want everyone to have love. Everyone who wants love absolutely deserves it. But there are probably a few things that you could tweak to make things work better for you. I hope you'll find the show insightful. And if anyone gets their man from applying the tips and tricks in this episode, please, please let me know and I will come and celebrate with you. So let's get to it. Now I could talk about love for hours, so I've had to make some notes and I've picked eight points that I think are key players in the search for love or getting your man. So the first one, and actually before I even get into it, when I'm where I'm coming from is I'm obviously coming as a coach, a trained coach, certified coach, qualified coach, but Also, I'm coming from a very personal place of being single for a very, very long time, being lonely for a very long time and not understanding that the two are not actually mutually exclusive. So we're raised in a society that tells us that happiness resides in partnership, but it doesn't actually. Happiness resides within ourselves. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that this is very true. But what we get confused with is, you know, the need for companionship and partnership. And actually what we're not realizing is that we are applying a lot of expectation and onus on having this, you know, holy grail of a romantic relationship, when actually there's a lot we can do for ourselves before that. And I know this is going to grate on you. So later on in the show I'm going to address it and what this actually means and how you apply it without you wanting to punch me in the face (laughs) so let's start here first thing stop playing games just stop playing games you haven't got time to play games. Why are you playing games? Like if you're in your 30s and you are you know on the apps now 
personally, I'm not a fan of the apps, but it is what it is. It's a society we're in. We've got, there's, there's very little we can do about it. But you can be selective, okay? You can be more selective on the apps. You can be selective on which apps you use and what you're looking for, but you must stop playing games. It's very easy to be attracted to someone physically because that is that is the first point of attraction. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be. Absolutely find someone that you are attracted to. It doesn't work otherwise. You know, you're just having a friendship. Otherwise, who wants that? You want to have lots of sexy times. So when you are on these apps or when you're out and about or you're introduced to somebody, which is always the best way, but you know, you have to take on the stance of not playing games. If you're not playing games, you can't basically let the other person play games. And if the other person wants to play games, say the guy wants to play games, you'll be able to see it a mile off. But if you entertain his games, babe, you are putting yourself in that same situation that you keep banging on about that you don't want to be in, you know? I don't believe all men are shit at all, at all. I have them in my life. I've met them. I've got single mates. I've got mates in relationships. I've been out and about myself. Like if I'm going out for drinks or something and there's a little flirt with somebody, you know, it's a married woman, you need those ego boosts. I'm like, yeah, there's decent people around. And my clients, you know, I've got clients, I've got male clients who come to me. And one of the things that they come to me a lot actually about is relationships, whether they're single or they're looking to improve their relationship with their partner. So I've got some insight here, kids. And it's really important that you remember that being really honest with yourself is key to not playing games because you haven't got time to be playing games. Who's got this kind of time? Like, you know, and obviously this show is about getting your man. So I'm not talking about being single for life. If that's your choice, then this show is not going to be helpful for you because this is very much about getting the man. Okay. So the second point is something that I know that clients always find really like, Urk. and I, I get it. I get it. I hear how it sounds. It just sounds terrible, but you've got to create a plan. You've got to create a strategy, a goal for getting your man, you know, just like you do in your work, you know, you get your promotions or your business and you succeed. You got to apply that same kind of stamina and energy to getting your man. Okay. Simple example, which I think I spoke about a hundred years ago (laughs) in one of my earlier episodes, but If I told you to go on 100 dates within the next six months, you have, the simple maths here, because I am no mathematician, you have increased your odds a hundredfold, I'm sure, right? I was going to say kiss a few frogs. Don't kiss the frogs, but you know, if if you increase your chances of finding someone, you are more likely to find someone. And certainly, if anything, you'll be able to weed out what is not working for you. So create a plan. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want in a partner? You know, don't settle. Be really honest with yourself. What do you want? Because I think people get this whole honesty thing a bit twisted. They think that they can be honest, but they can't be asking for too much. You know, I want a man who has a great job. Okay, has his own place. Okay, is kind, is funny, is sexy. That's not difficult to find. 
that's not difficult to obtain. But it's like, it's a basic because us as women, so I'm talking to the strong independent women that, you know, follow me and are kind of aligned with me here. We're like, you know, we're all about our career. We're about our important material things like a home, a car, things like that. It's a basic requirement that the man has the same, right? Basic requirements. So don't settle. Now that doesn't mean that you can't find love in someone who isn't career oriented, because perhaps that's the balance that is required to make your love a success. So if you do find love in someone who isn't necessarily on a six-figure salary or something, that doesn't mean that you can't have the love that you want. This is why it's important for you to be honest with yourself. What is important? Because if you can be the man in your life in terms of the materialistic things, do you need to have a man in your life that has those materialistic things too? Be honest with yourself. What is more important? Is it more important that you have love and companionship for the rest of your days? Or is it more important that he meets you where the material goals are? Because at the end of the day, everybody can earn more money, right? That's the choice. Everyone can earn more money. But being a good person, finding your lobster, that isn't something you can do with money. That is just nature and love and God's plan, whatever you want to call it that is completely different. So create a plan, create a goal, do not settle, be really honest with yourself with what you want. And don't feel a way about putting on that list the things that are important to you, because you have to be happy with the choices that you make with the partner that you decide to have. But if you don't know where you're coming from, you're just dating, hoping that they're going to be a decent person, you know? You're just dating, hoping that they will fit, you know, a couple of the boxes that you want on your list. That's not how to do it. Create a plan, make a goal, don't settle, be honest with yourself, what do you want? Third point, do your own work. Now, I know this is going to be one of those things that annoys you about me, but you know what? I'm a life coach. This is what I do. My goal is for you to be happy, find your happiness and live a fulfilled life. So you've got to do your own work. And this comes back to being really honest with yourself. What do you do when you are dating somebody? Reflect. How do you communicate? At what point do you get into crazy zone? We all do it. I've done it like hands up. I did crazy zone. He hasn't messaged me. Why hasn't he messaged me? Why hasn't he replied to my message? I texted him like five hours ago. Why hasn't he texted me yet? Because he's at work and he's not allowed his phone on the shop floor. Oh, (laughs) okay. So, you know, we all do crazy (laughs) and it's important. Part of the being honest with yourself is what do you think that you do that might be a Now, not a turn off, because this is not about blaming you for the reason why the guys you've dated haven't been great, but it's about self-awareness. It's about knowing what you do. How do you converse with people? Are you conversing from a place of integrity, honesty, love, vulnerability, or are you connecting with your work head on? Now, this is very important because those of us women who are very focused on our careers, we want to live a nice life and we do what we need to do there. We tend to apply those same strategies to conversations to do with love. 
Now, the strategy, the overarching strategy, as in creating a plan, making a goal, not settling, being honest with yourself, that part in like in business is fine. But when you're actually engaging with the man, you're on the date, you are communicating through text or whatever it is on the phone. That's where you need to put your business hat aside and you need to just be you. And you know the be you that I'm talking about? That person you are with your best mate, all right? That's what companionship looks like. That relationship that you have with your best mate is basically what you are needing from companionship. The intimacy is the bonus and essentially is the difference between having a friend and having a partner. That's it, right? And even intimacy, I mean, I touched upon it in last episode or the episode before, intimacy can also be found in our friendships. It's just that we don't apply intimacy to our friendships. We apply intimacy only to the relationships that we have with sexual partners. But actually, if you have a really good, good friend, you can get intimacy from them, okay? You can get those cuddles, you can get those meaningful conversations, the hand-holding, even a kiss here and there on the cheek, but it's not necessarily the sexual thing, which you can get easily because you just need to download Tinder. Anyway, so do your own work, right? Self-reflect. What do you like about yourself when you're dating? What don't you like about yourself when you're dating? What do you like about yourself when you're in a relationship? What don't you like about yourself when you're in a relationship? Review, reflect, adjust, grow. We all have to do it. You are not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. The men you're dating are not perfect. So if you have a level of self-awareness, as you're dating, you're going to be a lot more accommodating for your own needs and also compassionate towards what they might need as well. So raise your vibe, grow within yourself, do your own work. If that means you need to take a step back and just work on yourself, work on yourself, babe. See a therapist, see a coach, do it. Because once you do that, you will know, one, you'll know your self-worth, like next level, know your self-worth. The value you place on relationships will shift. You will not put so much onus on having a relationship in order to be happy. We will work on your happiness first, because without that, the energy that you're putting out in the world, the energy that you're putting out on the apps, on the dates, your communication is all saying, I'm desperate for love. And desperation is a turn off. You know that when you've dated a guy or been on a date with someone who is desperate or needy, you're just like, nah, I am not here for this. You want someone who's confident and you want someone who knows what they want. Little bit holy grail <laughs> when it comes to men, side note. No, that's not fair. Some men know what they want, but the way they present it is not going to be like the Duke in Bridgerton. Okay, we have these fantasies of men that are fantasies, you know, that whole Cinderella story vibe is a fantasy, it's a story, it's not necessarily how it's going to look, but the only way you're going to know what it looks like is if you do your own work, know yourself, who you are, what it means for you to be your true authentic self, that's what you got to (laughs) do. All right, next point visualize. Visualize the hell out of this man. Make 
the list and stick to it. What's important when you're making the list? I'm getting deja vu. I don't know if I've talked about this to a friend or on the podcast, but this is an important thing to remember when you make that list. Make the list, but understand that it may not look the way you think it's going to look, okay? So you might say, I want a man who's got really strong family values, okay? Put that on the list, absolutely. What that looks like isn't, oh yeah, I want to have kids. Yeah, let's have kids. What that looks like is, I don't want to go out. I would rather stay home and have dinner with dinner together on a Friday or Saturday night. But you might want to go out. You might want to go to the latest restaurant with your arm candy. He is family values. So family values translates in, in, I'm happy sitting on the sofa with you on a Friday night watching Netflix. That's family values. So it's really important when you're visualizing what you want. Again, nothing wrong with visualizing. And I'm not saying anything like so profound that, you know, you create this vision board of the man and then you just dream him into existence. No, 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 no. This visualization is so that you, if you're like brunettes, you don't then swipe, whichever way it is that you swipe, to the blonde guy. Why are you swiping the blonde guy if you like brunettes? Allow the blonde guy, go for the brunette. Make the list, stick to it. Know that the list is not necessarily going to look the way you imagine it to look. So this is why it's so important for you to do your self-awareness work so that you know and you can recognize, oh, that's a family value. The reason why he wants to do this is because of this. Rather than thinking, oh, he wants to stay home every Friday night. Babe, that means he's comfortable with you. Especially if he's not like all about the sex. If he's not sort of like driving it, no, come over and, you know, we'll watch a film and then he just wants Nookie. No, no, no. You'll find that there are men who are so, especially by a certain age, they are at this point where they do want the companionship, but they're not going to articulate that. They're not going to say that on their profile because that doesn't look cool right? They're still very led by their ego. But if you do your own work, you'll be able to recognize the traits in them that they need and that actually fulfill you and what you're asking for on your list. Now with visualization, it's absolutely about the physical man, you know, what you want. It is about what you want this relationship to bring. So if this relationship is going to bring trips to the Maldives and Bali and Thailand and skiing in the winter, put those things onto the vision board because you need to find someone who likes to travel. You need to find someone who has the ability to travel as well. Because if you like those kind of holidays, babe, you're going to need someone who's earning enough money to do that. So then if you do decide to like the guy who works in in a shop who's not on a six-figure salary, you're making a choice there. I like these holidays, so I will pay for those holidays. This is something that I have dealt with with clients on a number of occasions where they're like, well, I want to do these nice things and I live a nice life, so I want a guy who does this. But the guy that they're dating or the guy that they're with, is quite happy on his 20 grand salary. He's happy, he's content. He has no plans to do more. 
because he is content, he is happy, he's fulfilled. Now, you can't change him. You can inspire, you can encourage, you can ask what he thinks about a trip to the Maldives, but you can't make him earn more money so that he can pay half of that trip. That's not fair. You choose to have the big career. You choose to have the six-figure salary. You choose to want these big five-star trips. You are therefore responsible to pay for those trips unless you find another six-figure salary partner who then can come and meet you with your material needs. All of that is fine. Either way is fine. What's important is that you do not expect the person that you are in love with to want to have the things that you want or want to do the things that you want to do if they don't have the means to do it. That's not fair. And we forget that in this turmoil of being single because we get into this headspace of I'm single, I deserve a man, I'm such a great catch, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm great. I've got my own job. I've got my own house. I've got my own car and I'm independent. That we forget that love is unconditional. Love is about loving someone as they are. And if somebody that you love isn't the six-figure salary Maldives going guy, If you love him, you have to allow the materialistic or you have to accept that the materialistic stuff that you like, you're going to have to give to yourself. And there isn't actually anything wrong with that. All of our relationships are different. They are based in love. You have your strong foundations where you both come, you know, meet each other at the same place, but you have an opportunity to not it's not necessarily compassion, but to understand that love is different to material things, okay? When you think about the next 40, 50 years with somebody not sleeping with anyone else, I've thought about it a lot, <laughs> but the fact that you're never going to sleep with someone else, right, because you're choosing monogamy, what is going to be more important to you? the holiday to the Maldives or the man by your side, you know, there's, when you do the self-awareness work, you start to uncover what is truly important to you. That's not surface stuff. Okay. Surface stuff is fine. Surface stuff exists. Surface stuff is there, but there is a deeper level to you of what you actually want and need in a partner and what you actually want and need for yourself. If you work with a professional, you'll be able to define the differences so that when you're going out for love, you're just going out for love. You're not expecting that person to meet your other needs. If they can meet you with all your other needs, great. Like, I'm there for you, babe. But it's also looking at all the options, looking at the whole picture, not just that one vision of the story, the fairy tale that we've all been taught. Okay, next point raise your intuition. Now, when you do the self-awareness work, when you work on yourself, you are going to naturally raise your intuition because you're more in touch with your feelings than you are with your head. Strong, ambitious women tend to lead with their head. We tend to move to that logical part of our brain. We tend to rationalize. And the problem with that is that love is a feeling. 
Love is an emotion, love is a feeling. So we have to actually get in touch with our feelings in order to identify what is actually for us, who is actually for us. Tiny story. When I met Dwayne, he was working in Debenhams in Oxford Street, which is sadly now closed. But he was working in Debenhams in Oxford Street and I was shopping with a friend and I just overheard Dwayne giving some good customer service. And me and my friend, we used to work in retail. So we were just like geeking out on the fact that, oh my God, good customer service in Debenhams, never expected that. And then we saw him and I was like, oh, hello, how fit are you? Oh my God. And my friend is gay. So we were both like, for me, for you, for me, for you. And then it was like, oh, he's definitely for me. And I'm not going to tell you the full story because I don't actually come off very well. But (laughs) when um, we were walking around and doing our shopping, we'd sort of thought, oh, he's cute. And pretty much that was it. And then we got to the till point and he was at the till point, but we didn't know he was at the till point. So he was at the till point. He served us. He had to jump on the tills basically because it got busy. He was serving us. And I was like, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Clearly the universe has brought him to me to talk to. And I was like, I'm going to jump on this. So I'm there trying to flirt with Dwayne. And because I was with my friend and my friend is not camp, so it doesn't look like he's gay so he just looked like he was my partner I'm there flirting hard like my best skills and Dwayne was just like knocking me back knocking me back he was so professional and I was like oh maybe he doesn't he's not interested in me hmm okay fair enough right fair enough right the attraction's not there okay so moved on then my friend and I went for dinner and my friend was yapping away at me about something and he said, he literally stopped mid-conversation. He's like, you're thinking about that man, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I really am. And he's like, why? What are you thinking about? And I was like, I don't know. There's just something about him that I want to know. And at first I thought maybe I'm just being, you know, my ego was bruised. But it wasn't. It was, it was something deeper than that. And I couldn't quite, you know, I couldn't articulate what it was. So my friend said, do you want to go back? And I was like, I do. So we quickly ate dinner. We went back to Debenhams and then I got my man. (laughs) But the reason why was because there was something in the pit of my stomach, my diaphragm, I don't know, right? But there was something deep inside of me that said, you need to talk to him. And In my head, I wanted a rich man who, you know, an investment banker and go on these lovely holidays and have the nice cars. This guy worked in retail. So I wasn't thinking in terms of vision board. I was thinking in terms of my values. A nice guy, a fit guy. Let's not get this twisted. I'm a Libran. Beauty is important to me. A fit guy. He's fit. He was, well, he was fit. He is fit, right? So (laughs) he's, I'm not painting him in a good light here, but when I met him, he was that cute guy that everyone fancied, still do, but whatever. Um, And he was, he was fit, but he was kind and he was gentle and sensitive and fun. And that's what, I, I guess, felt from him, you know, that customer service that he was giving, the fact that he didn't flirt with me at the tills, 
So it didn't look the way I thought it was going to look, but on reflection, oh my God, like totally everything I wanted in a person was there, companionship. And now I can't get rid of him. Like <laughs> sometimes we'll be having a fight and I'm like, do you know what? If I divorce you, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, it's not happening. You're not divorcing me. I won't let you divorce me. I'm like, what's wrong with you? But obviously I wanted that. I wanted companionship. I wanted a partner for life. When we have a fight and I'm like, you need to leave the house. Go and stay with your brother. Go, go out. I don't want you in the house anymore. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Let's do this. And I wanted that. I wanted someone by my side. I wanted someone to support me. I wanted someone who was ride or die. And I got that. Raise your intuition. When you do more self-awareness work, you will naturally raise your intuition. Go with your gut. Your intuition is your gut. It's your gut instinct. If something feels right, go for it. If it doesn't feel right, stop it. So many of us deny our intuition, deny our gut feelings because it's like you're in that state of despair, that desperation. I need a partner. I need a partner. I'm getting older. I'm not getting any younger. And in that process, we just hurt ourselves and waste time, essentially. We waste time with men that are not suitable for us. Oh my God, how much time have I wasted? I know this feeling. So it's really important when you do this work on yourself that you pay attention to your intuition and just test it out. You know, at the, at the worst case scenario, just test it out. If something doesn't feel right in an exchange with somebody, a text message or a phone call or a date, just test it out. At the end of the day, what is meant for you will be for you. So even if you deny an exchange with somebody because they're just a bit off, if in a year's time they come back around, they come back around. They're a different person, hopefully. They've grown or whatever. It's okay. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to, which I will be coming to, it's my final point. You don't actually have to overthink it. Come back to what's important to you, what's in your heart, your feelings. Feelings, not your head. <laughs> you know, I tried to do this show in 20 minutes and, and I just knew it was never going to be 20 minutes. What I'm going to do is combine point six and seven together because they're kind of similar. So the next point is to make sure that you're not coming from a place of loneliness, okay? That you're not seeking a man to fulfill loneliness. Because also you may not actually be lonely. You may just be alone. There is a difference. I've talked about this before. There's a show on loneliness. Have a listen to that because it's really important that you understand the difference. You know, if you've got friends, you've got family, you've got people around you, you're technically not lonely. You are alone. There is a difference there. All right. Now, the key to not becoming from a place of loneliness is to live a more fulfilling life. You know what they say, and here's the annoying bit, when you're not looking for it, that's when you find it. When you're happy with yourself, that's when you find it. I know it's annoying. I do know it's annoying. It was said to me, and I just, oh, God, it really grated. But there's truth in it. When you are doing for yourself, you are filling your life up with the things that make you happy. You emit that energy out in the world. You are vibing in a different place. Loneliness is a negative emotion. 
So if you are coming from a place of loneliness, you are actually putting a negative energy out there when you are dating, when you are communicating with somebody. But actually, if you are feeling fulfilled by your life and you know that I, you, and this doesn't mean that you don't want a partner or need a partner, you don't need a partner, but you don't want a partner. It means that when that partner comes along, you see him and you appreciate him and you want to give it a go, but you're not putting all that expectation of fulfilling loneliness and happiness into that man. Because that, my loves, guys can smell a mile off. It's not so much they can smell it, they're not the most intelligent, but it's, (laughs) it's more that they can feel it. And it's your communication, it's your actions, it's your behaviors that actually show I'm lonely. I'm putting all my eggs into your basket. I want to have your babies. And they get turned off. So for you, because this is going to always be about you, we can never control the other person. For you, it's really important to identify that you are not looking for somebody to fulfill that loneliness or happiness that you're not feeling right now in your life. Fill yourself up first. What that looks like is different for other people, different for different people. Yes, it includes hobbies. The word hobby is quite cringe, I know. But if all you do is wake up, go to work, come home, you're not living a fulfilled life. You're, 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 you're not thriving. You're surviving. You're not thriving. Thriving is doing more than what you need to do. Okay. So it's doing more things that you want to do than what you need to do. Now this doesn't discount companionship and having cuddles on the sofa on a Friday night and whatever romantic vision you have of what a relationship means. It means fulfilling your own life now so that you're raising your energy so that when you do meet someone, when you are swiping, you can see if someone is, I guess, mirroring the energy that you want in your life and they will see it and feel it too. Why is it that relationships with friends work out? Why is it that uh, relationships with introductions have a better success rate. It's because you're coming from a place of just being yourself and being happy within yourself, that that is the energy that comes off. You know, that's the energy that comes off. I remember a time where I would be out with friends and I just thought, you know, oh, this girl's always going to get the guy, you know, that guy, he won't look at me twice. And it turns out that the guy that she was looking at was more interested in me because I was vibing, okay? Up in the club, I was vibing. I was there to party. I was there to have fun. If I met a man, that was a bonus. And then I'd meet the guy. (laughs) Memories. But it's because of the energy that I was putting out there. It's the energy that you put out there. So if your energy smells of desperation and loneliness and unhappiness, then you're going to get someone that's not going to give you what you need. You've got to give that to yourself first, and then you will see a difference. And I'm not saying you've got to spend 200 years working on yourself. Babe, I can do this with you in 90 days. But you've got to want to do it. You've got to want to put your ego to the side 
and up your game because you deserve it. You deserve to have exactly the type of man that you want to have. Hell bloody yes. I sound like I'm telling you off in this podcast. I am not. You absolutely deserve what you want. You deserve it, but you need to know what you want. You need to be honest with yourself to know what you want. You've got to have a game plan. You've got to do the work on yourself, you know, make those tweaks. It only benefits you, right? For the most part, it benefits you. Even if you get the man, the man might have his own shit, but it benefits you to raise your vibe, to know yourself, to be more self-aware. Make that list, visualize the hell out of this man, you know? And if it's not that man, when you meet him or you see him on an app, keep moving, move, keep it moving, When you do this work and you raise your intuition, you will trust your feelings, not your head. Your head is logical. You will trust your feelings. Love is feeling, okay? And then you will know if you should be with this person or not. When you live a more fulfilled life, when you're doing more for yourself to fill you up, to get as much as you can, make those meaningful connections with your friends, you know, if your friends are drying up because they're going into relationships and they don't have time for you, make new friends, make new friends, make those connections, hug your friends, touch your friends. I know we're in a pandemic and whatever, but if you're double vaccine, take the risk, hug them. We still need to do these things. It's not leprosy for God's sake. COVID is not leprosy. Like let's not get this twisted. Don't make excuses. If you want that hug, take the hug. And the last point (laughs) the one that we all do listen I'm 13 years into a relationship and a marriage and there are times where I still do it stop overthinking all right there is something that we do we send ourselves crazy on the overthinking oh I should have done that maybe if I hadn't done that maybe if I did that and we go into inner critic we self-sabotage we feel miserable then we do the sex text and we yeah you know you know you know the drill you know the drill you know where you go with this don't overthink it And be careful of being enabled by your mates. Friends, you know, they love us. But we also tend to enable each other. And this is why, as a coach, I would say seek professional help rather than trying to work through it yourself or with your mates. Because you both have a worldview. You have a, like, it's it's like the map of the world according to you. And your friend loves you and she wants your happiness. So they're going, they're more likely to support whatever you're talking about. Whereas a coach or a therapist will challenge you in what you're thinking and encourage you to look at different perspectives in order to get what you want. There's a difference. And also projection, you know, if, if your friend is single too and miserable or in a miserable relationship, they may not want you to find that happiness because you then um, get... I guess, lost to the partner and they lose you. They sort of get into that headspace. So just be aware you're overthinking and being enabled by your mates. Work with a professional instead because there is no chance of projection. There is no chance of judgment. The therapist and the coach's goal is only to get you to your goal. Very different, right? And I guess in, as a final thing to say when you focus on you your wants your needs you will not settle you won't compromise your self-worth and you will get what you deserve 
So pay attention to that. When you focus on you, your wants, your needs, you won't settle. You won't compromise your self-worth. You'll get what you deserve. And that's all I want for you, babe. Thank you for listening to the Self-Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review over on Apple Podcasts so that other people like you can find the show. For more information about the work I do, head over to my website, poojamaclimont.com and for daily inspiration, please follow me on Instagram at poojamaclimont. Sending love and talk to you soon.